Hey, you're listening to Head Over Heels, a podcast where we have real, honest, and unfiltered conversations about life and everything else in between. It's me, Maggie, and today I have a friend of mine whom I finally got to bring on the show. She's an award-winning actress, a local sweetheart, Koyit. Now, we talked about her journey as a child actor to who she is today, her struggles with imposter syndrome, and so much more. Also, trigger warning, we did talk about eating disorder. All right, let's get started. Alright you guys, welcome back to a brand new episode and today I've got someone that I am so sure most of you already know but may not yet know her life story and we're going to bring her on to really have a chat. You guys know how this rolls. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's Koyit. Hi! <laughs> how are you feeling? Babe? I know you're a little I nervous. I am so nervous. I'm, my, my palms are sweaty. Oh dear, this girl. I I am so nervous. I think it's... I love you a lot, Maggie. I love you too. listen to Head Over Heels. Mm -hmm. But I never... I I don't know. I just... I feel like it's so important that I want people who listen to it enjoy this process. Mm -hmm. At the same time, me, myself, enjoy it too. Mm -hmm. But maybe because people who have been on Head Over Heels are people that I admire. Mm -hmm. It makes me feel like, oh no, if I'm here, I need to speak well. I need to have very, very good English, like how no, you had. No, no, don't say Honestly, that. just now when we were talking, before the camera rolled, yeah. you were like, eh ha, hing ha. And then yeah. suddenly, hello. This is head over <laughs> This is my host mode. But I'm going to try to, in fact, if anything, I feel like I'm trying to go a little bit more casual and less host tea on my show. I feel like there's something very hard that's to shake That's great. Off. I know. That's yeah. fine. It's just, I feel like I need to be on par no. so I don't disappoint your listeners. No, I, I, but I'm going to have to come in and say that you also deserve a seat on this table, on this chair right here. Oh, You're here for a reason. And I am very sure by the end of this conversation, you'll forget about this nerve that you feel it right now. Hopefully. 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 hopefully, hopefully. Okay. So, um, so this morning, Koi texted me and she said, Hey babe, do you like durians? Oh, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I know what she's going to do. <laughs> she's going to give me durian. I'm like, yeah, of course. How can I say no to durian? I love durians. Yeah. You love durians. You I eat love, durians, so you I just love, don't know how to open I love, durians. And in my head, it's durian in Tupperwares that's already been, you know, like removed from the thorny shell. So just now, they took a while to get settled down. And I'm like, and she texts me, sorry, babe, settling durian. I'm like, how complicated can it be? And then she sent me a photo. It's like a whole basket of like fresh durian, guys, <laughs> like with the thorns and stuff. So I don't know how I'm going to cut it when I go home, but you, I'll figure it out. You're Malaysian, so you have to learn how That's to true. open durians. And it's no pesticides, right? No, no, okay, no how, Is it going to be sweet or bitter? No, different durians have different tastes. For example, if it's D24, it's bittersweet. If okay. it's Musang King, it's just sweet. So what did you give me? I gave you a mixture of everything. <laughs> I love it. You choose. You pick I and choose. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I have to start off with how we met. I, I was trying to recall. Do you remember how we met? Well, in your memory, when was our first time meeting? I think we were in the... I'm not sure if you were the girl. Mm -hmm, the girl. Uh, we met in the toilet, I think. Huh? Wait, which toilet? <laughs> I don't know. What's the toilet? And, and I think you were going to go for a pageant competition. Oh my gosh. And then... Dude, that's a long time ago. You asked me something about... 
the industry and I think I gave you a bit of a, an advice because a couple of years later you came back to me you were like you were like oh thank you sorry I don't oh. know if that was you or that's Alexis okay. Suen <laughs> you know what I have a Both feeling it's Alexis <laughs> so this could be a sign to bring her on the next episode but sure. um, we might have definitely met at one of the events uh, but okay. this is my own memory uh, correct me if I'm wrong maybe you don't remember this but it was at um, this event um, the man with no limbs Nick, Nick you, Vujic yes correct yes. it was a conference at Sunway Convention Hall it was not okay. just me and you like you we had mutual friends okay. so I went with the twins um, Zilling uh, and Zilin. yes correct okay. and you were also there with someone else oh and was we that were, the first time we met but that was my memory lab. Okay. Maybe we have met before, but I okay. really do not remember. Okay. But why that left an impression was because by the end of the event, um, I think obviously it was a very emotional yes. sharing by him. Yes. You know, like I cannot imagine living the life that he lives and he lives so passionately. Yes. But you were sobbing. Oh yeah, I was. Do you remember you crying? I was. Okay, I, yes. I was. So I was right. My memory was right. I was crying so hard. Profusely. That, she was just like oh, sobbing. Yeah. People... At the conference, they were like, oh, you know what? You're crying. Um, you were crying. You were sobbing yeah. so badly. Do you want to Nick, Do you want to meet Nick yes. Vujic in and person? And she cried even and more. I was like, oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that because yeah. I was like seated maybe like a couple of seats next to you. And I didn't really know you at the time. Mm. I knew you as their friend. Okay. I'm like, oh no, is she okay? Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Thank you. I thought you were like crazy girl. No, crying no, what? no. <laughs> A bit loud, like, hey, why is she crying? Oh, I think really loud. Because I felt it too, but I just didn't cry it out, you know. Maybe a, a drop of tear, but like she mm -hmm. was just tearing. And I remember oh, yeah. someone approached you, like you said, yeah. and she cried even more. And I'm like, and then, oh, I'm glad she got to meet him. And then, oh, that was the end of the night. And you left with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was my first memory of our first encounter. We did talk very briefly, like just... We did uh, take a photo together. Yes, I think we still, I still have, the, have photo. the photo. We look so different, my God. We were babies. <laughs> Babe, this is like 11 years ago, I believe. I think so. Yeah, quite, we quite were in college ago. or something. But 19, I was 19. Ah, uh, I mean, we, were this, we are the same age. Are we? 92? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, we were 18 and 19. We're all the same probably. age, I think. That's how we became friends. But anyway, so I think a lot of us know Koyi. I think we do. Like, I mean, you have like almost 600,000 followers yeah, now. We were going to talk about the search later. Okay. <laughs> um, but I want to know, right? Like if we can go back in time, this mm -hmm. is what I love to do with all my guests, especially if I get this one-on-one -on -one time. I want to know your childhood. Like, babe, you became a child star at five years old. Yes, I Girl, did. Um, tell me. How did that happen? So when I was young, um, I remember having very bad stage fright. Oh, really? Yeah. So coming from a Chinese Asian family, mm -hmm. my dad is like, he, till today, if you're afraid of it, go for it. So he brought me to both him and my mom, they brought me to a, a sort of like a performance modeling class mm -hmm. for kids because the more you, they, their concept is the more you go on stage, the better you are at it and the less afraid you are. To be fair, I'm still afraid. Yeah. I still have nerves. Yeah. Sitting here today, I am still nervous. <laughs> but I still do it. I'll get it done. Uh, and because I went on stage a lot, I was scouted by an advertising agency. Last time there was no social media, etc. They need to go out to meet kids. And I remember having bangs and I had dimples. So they were like, oh, this is the typical... Um, textbook Chinese girl for ads. 
So I was scouted and I went for TV ads. Uh, I went for poster shoots, etc. And that's how I got into acting. And then one day, yes. someone came up to me and said, can you cry? Oh my God. And then my mom said, okay, imagine... Uh, I don't want you anymore. Oh then I started God, crying. Brutal. <laughs> Wait, how old were you? I was five, six. Still five, six, six. six. Girl, that's. I feel like I think that's effective. I think your mom is a genius. Okay, but like I want to know how you felt. Do you remember feeling? I don't. You don't remember it. I don't. I just, ah. I just felt sad, so I cried. Uh, one thing about kids is they don't. I don't know. Uh, reports nowadays, like you look at uh, YouTube or or you read up about psychology today, they say, oh, trauma that kids have when mm. they were young, it brings it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They bring it all the way into adulthood. For a lifetime. Exactly. But I don't think it did. I don't think Not the fact you. that my mom said that did anything traumatic to me. Yeah. Um I got a lot of other traumatic, ins- not not traumatic experiences, bad experiences yeah. in the entertainment industry. But was, my mom yeah. and my dad. That's yeah, I not think because it came from a place that you trusted and you knew it was yeah. for something. Probably. Yeah, you know she's not gonna run away. No, yeah. for sure. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so because of that, I mm. got into um, acting in TV series, mm. Chinese TV series, and that just went on until adulthood. So you acted all throughout your childhood, teenage years till now? Yeah. Never stopped, I never right? stopped. I did take uh, one or two years off when I was studying. Mm-hmm. But even during uni days, I did two years of law degree and then I stopped. I went to Taiwan to act and then I went to Shanghai to act for a year. And then I went back. I went to the dean of the school, wrote him a letter and say, hi, I need to go and act because this is a very important role. He's like, sure, go oh, for it. Just so pay supportive. the school fees. <laughs> I'm like, sure. Take my yeah. money. Let me go. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think my question here really is, is it something that you were passionate about or you grew to love it eventually? Were there anything else along the way that you're like, why mm. am I doing this? Because I feel like it has been set for you from such a young age. I didn't know what I want to do until like I was even... I don't know, in my early I, 20s. I don't know. Yeah. I loved acting. Oh. I It was something that I was very... I knew I was good at Okay. since a very young age yeah. because people tell me I'm good. Yeah. You know, when you do something that you love and then people tell you you are good, mm-hmm. you like it even more. That's true. Because you feel like it gives you a place, a seat among the table. And I... I... I think because when I was young, my mom didn't really... Their concept of buying gifts was, I am going to buy you a book because you are going to read. I want you to read. They won't buy me toys. It's a decision they made. And when I was... After shoots, uh, the producers would make a point. Kids, they don't understand the concept of money. The money will go into my bank account but toys is something that we see. So before the shoot, they would say, hey, I am going to give you this dollhouse if you do well today. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do very well today. You asked me to smile 10,000 times, I'm going to smile 10,000 times. And then after that, I go home with a lot of toys. So I think that was the motivation when I was a kid. And then after that, I realized that I was very good. Mm. And that made me like acting a lot more. Right. Um... So you were performing your whole life, right? In some ways. Like you were just yeah. so good at it, right? Yeah. People say I was good and I thought, yeah. hey, okay, I enjoyed has, it. Has, have you ever felt like, 
could it be something else in this world that I also want to do, can do, and can also be good at? Or this is like you, you are just laser focused, tunnel vision all throughout. Okay. To be fair, my parents never really wanted me to be actor, uh, to be an actress or to, be, to stay in the entertainment industry, which was why they really wanted me to study very hard. You are a law graduate too. Yes, uh, I was a law gra- graduate. I got my bar certificate. Yeah. But I never wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to be a dentist actually. So why law? Uh... I worked in a dental clinic for about six months. Okay. Hated every single day of it. You've got nice teeth, I'm just saying. Thank you. (laughs) Uh, Because I floss every day. Me too, me too. I started flossing every day. I started flossing every day. Okay. Yeah, yeah. it makes a difference. Um, I didn't like it at all. I didn't like the fact that you're stuck in a room and you're talking to someone. You need to start a conversation with your patient. The patient cannot talk to you. Technically, yeah. Yeah. I'm no. just, uh, uh. yeah. Uh, I didn't like it. Right. I didn't like that kind of environment, nine to five job. So I came back, I told my dad, I was like, oh dad, I really don't like it. And then he said, okay, out of the five, yeah. Asian, Chinese Asian parent, out of the five professional jobs, a doctor, an engineer, accountant, architect, and engineer, yep, choose said, one. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, oh, lawyer. Yeah, yeah. Choose one yeah. out of the five. Uh, oh wow! I didn't like everything else because that was there was uh, math involved. Oh my god! Yeah, I don't okay. Like math. I hate my, numbers. I, I hate my, numbers. My, my numbers are very bad. So I was like, oh, okay, I memorize very well. Yeah. Why do I choose law? And then he said, oh, okay, yeah, sure, try it. So I tried it for a year and I didn't mind it. And I just continued. I, I wish I could say, oh, uh, I love this special case law. I love law so much. One day I want to be a lawyer. I wish I could say that. Unfortunately, it's just, I don't mind studying it. I did study it for a couple of years. But I, I like the entertainment industry. I like art a lot more. Do you feel like you, quote unquote, wasted your time studying law? Oh, no, no, no. Okay. For sure not. Uh, I read my own contracts nowadays. Yeah, I, I was going to say. Yeah, people come up to me and ask me about their contracts. I give them, I don't advise them, yeah. but I know like, okay, you know, you have to look out for this and that. I know how to protect myself better. I think the thing about law school is not teaching you how to draft a contract, but think, teaching you how to think critically. Right. And everything that you studied before, be it art, math, architecture or anything it will help you one way and another mm. throughout your years when you're working yeah. even though you're not in the same field yeah. it's not about studying to be a doctor and then be the best doctor you can study to be a doctor and be the best chef it's okay uh, one thing I picked up from our conversation offline you can cry on cue oh yeah <laughs> I, I think seriously I, it's a podcast I don't think people can see my tears but they can feel right but like yeah. crying is just not the tears it's everything else one thing about crying is I think yeah I believe it's a muscle memory okay tell me more I, I want to know how do you cry on cue you train your okay. muscle so well <laughs> that when you trigger so one thing about sadness or happiness okay I think your body is so brilliant that it will remember your body's posture or what your body goes through when it's sad or when it's happy. So if you are slouching the entire day and your head is down the entire day, I'm 
sure you won't feel happy the entire day. So if you pull your arms apart and then your shoulders, pull it back, head up, I don't think you'll be very, very sad that day. Right. Okay. So if you want to cry, you put yourself in a position when you cry. I know it's a bit crazy, but when I cry sometimes, like real tears, I will cry for a bit and for a split second, I'll be like, oh, okay, this is how it's like when you cry. <laughs> Next time when I'm acting, I'm going to do the same thing. And then you switch back into sadness. I think it's wow. a bit crazy. All actors are crazy. But I <laughs> there's a bit of craziness in them because you have to convince yeah. yourself yeah. that that's the truth. So you yeah. would be able to act out whatever the person wrote for you in the script, right? So I can do that. When it comes to acting, I know you have to embody the role. Mm-hmm. And I know sometimes shoot takes months and months. Yes. So what are you like during that month, right? Mm-hmm. Do you just play, let's say, Tito mm-hmm. Okay. Achiam. Mm-hmm. Oh, I okay. watched the show, okay, guys? Okay. So do you embody Achiam even off, off uh, set? No. So one oh. thing I managed to do is I can compartmentalize things like that. Right. I am Achiam on set. Yeah. But when I go home, I'm a different person. Because when you're on set, one thing that really helps is visual. I visually wear the clothes mm, and I, my makeup looks very different. Yeah. My hair looks very different. I know that is not me. Right. So I would be able to do that for the entire day. And I change back into my clothes after. And you feel yourself again. And I feel like, oh yeah, that's great. But a lot of people who are method actors, they feel like, okay, I cannot do it. I cannot yeah. go in and out. Yeah. Uh, some people can, some people cannot. There's no... Formula for like the guy who played Joker, they said that he... Yes. They say he embodied yeah, him so and much. you cannot talk to him. Uh, what's his name? Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> is it? Is it him? The couple is of guys played... Uh, okay, Joaquin. Yeah. He... Some people are like that. Right. Even is it a different Ledger, method of acting? Yes. Oh. Um, okay. They need to be able to feel the character. If the person is uh, depressed, he needs to put himself into it. Like a very depressed mode. If the person has an eating disorder, you need to be able to starve yourself, to put yourself in that mindset. Some people need that. Some people don't. Some people think it works for them. Some people don't. So there's no formula. Whatever works for you and your audience, um, it it is what it is. Very interesting. I think up till today, I feel like acting is something that's just so intriguing. Like the fact that you are able to embody and play so many different roles. Sometimes I wonder if any of these roles kind of like trickle down to your real personality? Like you kind of pick along the way. Okay. I won't say every time I create a role is something very different from me. I would say there is a part of me in the role that is real. I take Mm. it from my personal experience. I take it from the experiences of people around me, like my siblings, and I emulate it and I put it in my character when I do character building. Um, of course, because it's like that, the role stays in me. A bit of it kind of stay in me throughout my entire life. Right. Vice versa. You put a bit in and a bit of it stays in you. But it doesn't change my personality yeah. in a big way, no. Like, like it's that 1%. It doesn't change you as a whole mm-hmm. person, right? Um, which is your favorite role so far out of your entire career? I mean, I think I lost count. I tried doing, a, I did a lot of research about you yesterday, Kui. Okay, oh my goodness. I know, I don't want to tell her. She's going to make her nervous. But like um, your amount, the list of movies and shows and it's mm-hmm. uncountable. But which is your personal favorite that has left a mark in you? 
I know this is going to sound like a cliche. You're like, oh, because you're on head over heels. That's why you're saying it. Um, I did a short series with Mingyu. Mm. I was a Korean girl, a shy Korean mm. girl, but a bit feisty. Uh, I was his on-screen girlfriend then. Yeah. That was my favourite. Because the one we you went guys shot to, in Korea? Yes, we uh, went to I Korea. Remember, I remember that, but I, yeah. Yeah, it didn't feel like a shoot. Mm. Uh, and it's a shoot that, it's a story that doesn't require me to cry. Every <laughs> single shoot that I go to, they ask me to cry. So yeah. that was quite fun for me. Why, that was why, my why is that your favourite? Is it because of the chemistry or is it the story? It's the story. It's the chemistry. And it's not just that. It's actually the family that, the Allah family yeah. that I built with the production crew as well because it's a very small mm. crew yeah. set. So that was very fun. Right. I mean... I love Achang. Oh, thank you. He told that was, was also... That uh, was very... I love the character. Do you love that? But it was very tiring for me because she had a lot of crying scenes. I think there was one day I had to do four crying scenes. You do that. that. Like, cry four times on cue, but like each time you're going to cry a couple of takes, right? So you cry more than four times. Oh, yeah. For <laughs> sure. Because the camera, times. there are two cameras. Sometimes there's only one, so you have to cry one for your wow. uh, tight shot and then one for your mid shot and probably one for your white shot. What if the tears no segue, you know? Like, not... not. <laughs> you have to make it. You have to, people will wait for you. They will wait for you. Okay. They'll sit there and then you just have to... It can be quite taxing sometimes. Oh, yeah. You just have to cry. Um, there's a way... Like, drink lots of water. There are a couple of tips. So, drink lots of water. Because if there's no water going in, there's not going to be water way. coming out. Uh, two, there you put yourself in a, the position, like I said, yeah. just now. Yeah. The stance that you remember when you're sad, how you look like, how yeah. you feel like. Third is, there are some tactics that people use. Some people use feng yu. Oh, it yeah. doesn't work for me because yeah. I won't be able to amateur, open my right? eyes. Amateur, right? Amateur to use there, no, 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 no. Mature or amateur, whatever <laughs> whatever works for you, you do it. I'm going to offend a lot of people if I say oh, it. Oh, <laughs> Okay, I said it, I said it. Yeah. it whatever works yeah, for you. Okay. Uh, there what about is eye also, drops? So one thing about eye drops is because there is no build-up. Uh, unless like the, the scene, eyes getting red. Yes, right? you need the build-up. Yeah. Some, uh, I mean, audiences now are very smart. Oh, yeah. They will watch you and they will watch it in slow-mo and see, oh, is oh. that real uh, a real tears or fake that? tears? I, people do that. Be Bella is like nodding. Do you do that, Bella? Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes you do that. Okay, that's true. Yeah. With social media, right? This really scrutinized every part of what you do. They do. So uh, some people go to the side and they try to make themselves uh, puke. And yeah, so and then you, you have bloodshot eyes and teary <sighs> eyes, and sometimes that work for them. Sometimes you just stare into the stare into the space or stare into the lights and open your eyes wide, not blink for one hour. So that method, sometimes if the script is not very good, I don't feel the script. I do that to make myself cry. I mean, I mean, after hearing that, I understand why you say all act most actors are a little bit crazy, not in a sense where you're crazy about your work. Yes, they are like so crazy passionate to do all these things to achieve what's needed it's i think that's because so much respect thank you i think because i don't think i can do it it's, a, it's two different things what you feel and what yeah. you want the audience to feel yeah, yeah, yeah. so sometimes you can feel a lot for the script but unless you cry then the audience would feel something yeah so oh my gosh it's a performance 
uh, career. Yeah, I think I have so much respect for actors, really. Like, especially mm-hmm. now that I enjoy watching K-drama sometimes. Oh, yeah. Like, The Glory. Um, Song Hye Kyo. Do you watch that show? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, I loved it. Yeah. Do you think it was good from an actor? Of actor course, it, point it was very so good. good, right? Everyone was Everyone good. was good. Like, that, that is really one of the shows that I felt like, holy crap, I'm invested in every freaking character because mm-hmm. they played it so damn well. Mm-hmm. Psycho, yeah, I think really good. fucking psycho. The thing about, you know? Yeah, the thing about Korean uh, industry is yeah. that they train these actors since they were very young. They go to special schools. Um, I've acted with... Um, I've never acted with any Korean actors, mm-hmm. but I've acted with some Chinese actors before when I was in China. When they walk into set, their role starts, their character starts, and you feel that they bring a sense of energy into the set. I know sometimes people don't really understand when I talk about energy, or but you know that they are bringing the character in. You know that they the are embodying they the story. Yes. Some wow. people have that. It's a talent. Like, why can you speak so well? It's a talent. (laughs) You can verbalize things that you feel. That's not what a lot of people can do. I cannot. I can visualize it on my face, but I cannot necessarily verbalize it. I get where you're coming from. Um, Of course, I mean, with all of your achievements, you also won the Best Newcomer in 2021 for the Busan Film, at the Busan Film Festival. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. How did that feel, babe? Is it 2021? Yeah, is it 2021? I feel like I lost I think, track. I lost track also. Yeah. I think it was 20... No, 2022. Oh, 2022? Yeah. Okay, sorry. 2022. 2022 was last year. Was it last year? Was it last year? Oh, but it was for 2020. I mean, a what happened 20... in 2022, but usually it's for 2021, It was during COVID. Right? Sorry, it's yeah. 2021. You're right. Yeah. It was during COVID. That's why I couldn't fly over right. to... Yeah, you won. And then the next year you presented, which was last year... Yes. Correct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did oh, my research. <laughs> hey. It's 2023 now. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah, are 30. Yeah, 31. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, got it. Uh, yeah. Know. How did that feel, babe? It's like such an achievement. I love the fact that it was during COVID, actually. Oh, wow. A lot of people ask me, hey, would you have rather went to Seoul, uh, went to Seoul, went Busan. to Busan and received the award? I don't think so. give a speech. Yeah, I don't think I would want uh, something different from what I experienced. Because when that happened, I was wearing very nice top <laughs> and like my sleeping pajama pants <laughs> at the bottom. And the best way possible. At the best. So it was so comfortable because I didn't think I would win. Because I was against... And you were against who? Yeah. Some Chinese actors, some Korean actors, oh, wow. and someone from Indonesia and Vietnam. In the region, right? Southeast Asian region, right? Yes. Or like, okay. Asia. Asia. Not just okay. Southeast Asia, just the whole wow. of Asia. So okay. China involved also. Yeah. Um, and my parents were upstairs. <laughs> they were watching the live on TV. Was it TV or it was linked to a computer? Yeah. I don't know. Also, your speech was via... Yes, I had a Zoom call on. (laughs) We had to, yeah, we had to log on to it. And I don't see anyone. I just see myself and the MC. Right. And I remember when I won the award and I was doing the speech at that time because the live show is a bit slower, like one or two minutes slower. A couple of like, some seconds of legs. Yeah. No, it was was about one minute because I was already into the speech and I hear my mom upstairs screaming, Ah, You have a very supportive mom, can I just say? Oh, yeah. Shout out, Auntie Hai. My mom gave up her career for us. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I I would imagine you to be someone who is super okay with crowd. 
because of what you do. Um, Would you say so? Yes, I am okay, but I won't say I don't have social anxiety. I remember. Uh, I don't know if you were there. I attended the Dior event at Pavilion a couple. I of was days at ago. the event, but I, not at the same time. Oh, okay. So I was there. I was invited. Great. I saw a lot of friends. But when I stepped in, I just felt like oh, there's so many people. I don't know if it's the pandemic that is causing it, but like the the because of the lockdown that caused this, or is it because of age, or is it because I always experienced it? I just. Forgot, I don't know, yeah, but yeah. that was very overwhelming for like me. Like, what what is overwhelming? Like the the amount of people, or just not knowing what to say to people. Like, what what is overwhelming? That that was the, the amount of people. I don't know what to say to people. <clears throat> I felt like I didn't belong. I felt like I wasn't very sure mm. if they wanted to hear what I was going to say. I didn't know if they would judge what I was wearing. That's a lot of things going through my mind. Yeah. It was not like constantly that made me feel very depressed about yeah, it. No. But it was more like... Like noises. I walked in and I was like, oh, nervous. This is not going to be good. Oh, no. Okay, let me just take photos. Let me say hi to everyone. Let me get this job done and I'm going to leave. It doesn't happen all the time. Of course. But that day... I mean, that was a big event. It was a big yeah, event. For, for a very big, big that brand. That day itself, I was, very, I was very nervous. I don't think people can tell. For sure. I mean... If you don't tell, people won't know, right? We don't know what we don't know, right? Mm -hmm. Which is why I kind of want to kind of dive into this whole thing that you're talking about. I think there's a word to describe that, imposter syndrome. Yeah. And we talked about it before, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, allow me to just give you guys a bit of a definition to those of you who may not understand what this term really is. Um, you know, we play that game during lockdown. Who's the imposter? Uh, among us. <laughs> among us, right? <laughs> but anyway... I always get caught, you know, I'm so, I'm so bad. I'm so bad. Oh, anyway. <laughs> okay, so the definition of imposter syndrome basically means um, a psychological occurrence in which people doubt their skills, talent, or accomplishment and have a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as frauds. So despite all this external evidence of their competence, of how talented they are, they still believe that or think that they deserve what they deserve today out of pure luck. It's because something happened. Yeah. I, saw I don't know a, if you can relate. I, I can. I saw an explanation online mm. that literally said what you said, but they said it's, it's a psychological phenomenon that doesn't allow you to internalize your accomplishments. Yeah. And why you, so? I don't know. So do you really think you have? You, you have oh, yeah. So, <laughs> I... <laughs> Like like everything else, like if you have color blindness or if you want to see if you have ADHD, you go online and there's a checklist and then and then you check A, B, C, D, whether you have it and then above or below a certain percentage, that yeah. means you have it or you don't. I obviously do have imposter syndrome. So you syndrome. went to check yourself, is it? Oh yeah, I went and checked. <laughs> I did, I did. Uh, I do. And there are a couple of reasons, there are a couple of sources where your imposter syndrome stems from. Uh... Mine is because I feel like I have to be perfect all the time. Yeah. And because I feel like mentally I'm not perfect. So when I attend something where I think everyone is perfect, I feel like an imposter. But the truth is no one is perfect. Yes. And we, we I, know that. We know. We know. It's like exactly. social media. We know that we people know. put their highlight reels exactly. up, but we still 
look at it, and at the same time judge ourselves. Ah, yeah, we cannot be like that. But you know that that's the perfect moment. But you think their perfect moment is not is better than your perfect moment. So how do you manage your imposter syndrome? Manage. Like, do you have how when you catch yourself? What do you do? I. I do step back. Sometimes when it gets really, really bad, I step back. I look at the big picture, and say, "Ayah, <laughs> that's just one small event. No one cares, lah." You need that Something. voice. Right? I need that you voice. Need I that cannot. Voice. I cannot go. Oh, that is not an important event. No, cannot. Ayah, no. no one cares. <laughs> that works for me. It makes me laugh. So it makes me forget about the crazy. Very negative thought that like I have in my mind. Overthinking that just consistently yes. bugs yes. you, right? Yes, yes. I go crazy sometimes. I, I, I struggle with the same thing. Like, okay. I feel like, yeah, no one's gonna actually want to come on my show, lah. The heck, you know, for what? Like, I'm not actually. Why not? No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Same okay. thing, but different okay. context, right? Okay. Like, I struggle with similar thing, but I'm actually way better at managing it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I can go on and not sleep for days and wake up thinking about that. That thing mm-hmm. for days—it's crazy. It will consume me. I get what you mean, yeah. but for me, maybe because when I, I grew up in the entertainment industry, oh, yeah, that it's it's good and bad. So since young, I had a lot of spotlight on me. Oh yeah, people judge me all the time. They judge how you wear. They judge how you look. What you say what you say. How your makeup is like, and you constantly are. You are compared mm-hmm. to a perfect, a hundred percent version of you. Yeah. So I feel like at moments like this, I am not good enough, and it stays. Sometimes it stays. So because of that, it makes me feel like I have to be perfect all the time in order for people to love me or to give me the credits that I am due. So that may be the reason why my I still have imposter syndrome nowadays, and sometimes it's very bad for me to get out of it. Like how 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 bad can can it get? How bad can it get? If you if you don't mind sharing, mm, I was actually. Let's talk about this podcast, okay? Okay. This is the second round you invited me to be here. Remember <laughs> the first time? It was because I was ill. I was very ill. I had, had bronchitis. bronchitis. Yeah, I was a bit happy. A part of me, like a 2% of me, was happy that I didn't have to come over. Because I didn't know what I was going to say that is going to be worthwhile for your listeners. Because I know they are all women. They are about our age. They are smart. They are entrepreneurs, probably. They are well-read, educated people who are listening to your podcast. Mm -hmm. And people who are here, Mm -hmm. who were here before, Mm -hmm. were people who I who are in my industry, who are my colleagues, who I admire. And at the same time, I use them as a benchmark that, hey, one day I want to be like them. Not in a bad way. It's a positive way. So I don't feel like I'm good enough to be here because I don't feel like I'm there yet. So I was a bit happy actually that I was ill. (laughs) Genuine, genuine. So sometimes it can be as bad as that. Yeah. Okay. Like that whole, I don't belong here. Mm -hmm. Like one day someone's going to find out that not actually the person I am mm-hmm. or like I'm all these talent is fake shit like mm-hmm. I'm faking it because mm-hmm. that's how I feel mm-hmm. when I'm I guess hired for a job to host is it because you feel like you want to be perfect 
Oh yeah, 100%. I feel like I'm quite a bit of a perfectionist. I think I need things perfect before I put things out. But I'm learning to be a lot more laid back, to be very honest. Because I feel like there are some things in life I really can't change. Mm. Like no matter how perfect I am, I am still going to be imperfect or not good enough for other people. Mm-hmm. No matter how hard I try. And it's okay to try. fail. I know exactly. it sounds like a cliche. People but that's don't. why it's a cliche. People say it for a reason. Okay. Right? Okay. Yeah, but even if you fumble, people don't really care, right? Yeah, it's like in my head. Like sometimes when I host, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's the same for you. Like, oh my God, why did I say that? What the fuck, Maggie? <laughs> Silly girl, what the heck? Can I just, I can't, I can't take this back. These are all online and like maybe live mm-hmm. at an event. And I'll just beat myself up over and over again. But mm-hmm. again, I have that voice that you said. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, yeah. Only you remember. Yeah. So that helps me get over it bit mm-hmm. by bit. Yeah. So now I get, I, I mean, the only difference now is I catch myself faster than before. Before I can go kind of like go on and on mm-hmm. for days, mm-hmm. like not being able to function over that small thing I feel like I've said that mm-hmm. I'm not proud of. Mm-hmm. But now um, I can process it a lot faster. Not saying that it doesn't happen. Like I'm completely okay now, not struggling. No, 100% no. I still struggle, but I catch myself faster. I can manage it faster. Meaning like the fixing or like whatever Mm -hmm. damage control is able to come in a lot faster compared to last time. It still takes some time for me. I need at least, I will procrastinate. I won't do it. I won't get it done. For me, I need to try to get out of my zone. For an example, I was preparing for this. I have She's to be very honest with you. I have you. notes about <laughs> imposter syndrome to prepare for this podcast just in case I say something that doesn't give the listeners value. So it was so bad that at one point, I stepped out of it. I went and watched Netflix. <laughs> I watched a lot of TV shows. And then I had to call my friend and say, hey, Maggie, you know Maggie Wang, right? She asked Hello. me to do a podcast. I, I serious. She she's in America, my best friend. Okay. I grew up with her. And she's like, just go and talk la. Yeah. I was like, no, but it's different. <laughs> I, I I I'm nervous. Mm. I think with the support of friends and then maybe watching TV, get my mind of it. Yeah. And then coming back again, woke up this morning, I was like, okay, it's gonna be okay. And I came here and you were like, okay. I think surrounding yourself with friends, people that support you. I know it sounds like a cliche. It helps. Oh yeah. It helps me. I have, I mean, me and my really good friends, we call this the corridor check. I'll corridor Mm -hmm. check with her every single time. And is this okay? I just felt like I know it's okay, but I just need that little assurance that yes, it's fine. Mm -hmm. Then I'll go, okay, bye. Yeah. Yeah. I just showed Bella some things. She's like, okay. Then we're like, yeah, it's very beautiful. (laughs) And I'm like, Okay, okay. But I already know. It's, it feels the same way for me. But I just needed that extra Someone voice. Someone that you trust. Yes. That you know, if it's bad, they will tell you it's correct, bad. Correct, correct. To give you the yeah. affirmation that you need. Yeah. So, um, I'm so sure like now that, you know, we talked about this, no matter how confident we appear, it's, it, we still struggle with self-doubt. Um, yeah, we all do, especially, actually, this happens more in women than men. Okay, my research <laughs> tells me that it happens more in women than men. And I have no idea why. I think women, for years and years, we've been scrutinized a lot more compared to men. Right? Our role in a society mm-hmm. is very different from mm-hmm. men. 
the kind of struggles that we do is also very different. Even down to the way we look is oh. being criticized. Yeah, after you get pregnant, you need to snap yeah. back immediately. But the men, no, dad bot is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Mom bot, where is the thing? And, you yeah. know what I mean? It's true. Yeah. Oh, dad bot so hot. But mom bot, when are you going to snap back to sh in shape like before? Yeah. It, it pisses me off, lah, you know, which is why I think we do what we do. We get as real mm -hmm. as possible mm -hmm. with our own struggles. Mm -hmm. Not only that, actually, the reason why I think it's more prevalent in us Asian Chinese women is because I don't know if you were from Chinese school no a Malay okay. school Malay school okay then you tell me if it's different for you okay tell me I was from a Chinese school and that I believe even the Chinese and also the Japanese when you say hey you're very pretty Chinese school they teach you to say ah oh, hmm. even in Japan as well I, I think I watched this is not from the research. This yeah. is what my personal thoughts. Yeah, my personal experience. They would say, ah, damn it, it's okay, no, it's not. They won't say like the they won't, Westerners. They won't own it. Yeah, they won't own it. Like the Westerners, they say, yes. Hey, you're so pretty. Oh, yes, I am. Thank you very much. Mm. You won't hear that. You can go and mm. ask any of your Chinese friends. Yeah. You say they're very pretty or they're, do, they're doing an amazing job. Ah, no, it's okay. Yeah. You're better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, we, mm -hmm. we always kind of like make sure some. We up someone else over us, right? Yes. Not, but because we don't they, owe it to ourselves. they package it as humility. Yes, yeah. yes. Oh, 100%. 100%. You know, I didn't experience this much back in school because I feel like we don't really talk about our bodies in school because I was in a Malay school. Mm -hmm. Everyone wore baju kurung. Mm -hmm. uh, no need to show body much. Okay, Actually, if we don't... people said you were pretty, then yes. would you say thank so, you? My first default response. This was with Zandria. You guys, do you guys remember Zandria Oi? She was one of our guests. Do you mm -hmm. know who Zandria? Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, the like lady with the bangs. Yeah, lady with the bangs too. So the f the first few times she told me, Maggie, you look so good today. My my response was, no lah, no lah. It's just I I I didn't eat yet lah. My tummy not big yet. Really, like Why? that was my yeah. first response. Why? And then you know what she told me, Maggie? No. Say just say thank you because you really look good. Just own it. Like she was the one who reminded me over and over again. I, I just saw her last week mm -hmm. and she said the same thing. Maggie, you look really good in this outfit. And my first response was, uh, she caught me and I said, thank you. Ah. And she's like, good job. <laughs> you know, like she, it, it takes practice. I Is feel that like. imposter syndrome as well? Um, I'm not sure about imposter syndrome, but I feel like just not being too confident in myself sometimes, especially mm -hmm. if it's with someone that I do look up to. Mm -hmm. I feel like they're better than me. Uh, oh, oh wow so so overwhelming to be complimented by someone that um, or someone that you care you like you care yeah mm -hmm. I don't know if it's imposter syndrome in for that that thing mm -hmm. perhaps a, a part of it yes okay yeah yeah that no matter how hard I work for my body why can't I own up to it okay like, so it's not beautiful. a Chinese school no I think it's an Asian problem. culture it's in general Asian culture. I, I'm, I mean I'm Asian yeah we're, we're taught to yeah I mean in movies, we see it. Mm -hmm. When we see a woman compliment another, mm -hmm. the response in the script is, You know what I mean? Like I it's being mean. shown and it's being taught to us, mm -hmm. not just in our everyday uh, encounter with our pe the people in our lives, mm -hmm. but the things we see on screen. Mm -hmm. yeah. But um, I think I'm a bit more westernized, I feel. Okay. Um, I watch more Hollywood shows. And I think growing up, I've also learned that Oh, can say thank you and I'm not too full of myself. Oh. Yeah, it, I think what um, we as women, we need to be able to, 
imposter syndrome aside, whatever people say about you, or even if you look at yourself in the mirror, if you think that, yes, it is something, even though you are not there yet, you can just tell them, hey, thank you. And this accept it like you're accepting a gift first. And then you can unpackage the gift slowly throughout the years or throughout the day if you feel like, okay, you are comfortable with it. But just the act itself, accepting the compliment, it's a huge step forward. Oh, yeah. And it makes you feel good about yourself. So it's okay to feel good about yeah. yourself. Because if you work backwards with imposter syndrome, it's because of lack of confidence, lack mm-hmm. of self-assurance, and plenty of self-doubt and everything else, mm-hmm. right? So for me, I think I learned to really... Ha- in, in therapy, I work in, with my therapist to, to... What's the word? To work on my unhelpful core beliefs. Oh, okay. Yeah, this is my current work with my therapist. All my core belief that I believe in me, mm-hmm. believe that I am, is not very helpful, which is all these little, little things. And it trickles down to every part of my life. Yeah, down to the way I interact with people, down to the way how I feel on stage, even though that I am there, I own it. Look, the Milo job with Park Mm Sojun, I felt like I didn't deserve it. Why? I know, but like... You were so good. But the whole world, I mean, my my world, Mm -hmm. everyone in my community, my God, Maggie, you are the right one for it. Mm -hmm. But honestly, in my head, Mm -hmm. there's this part of me like, no, what if they find someone better than me? Like it's it's there, the the voice, unhelpful voice is there, all these unhelpful core beliefs. Yeah, so... I get what you mean. Yeah, right. For an example, you walk into a room, imagine yourself walking into a room and if your core belief is everyone in the room don't like you, they are against you, even though you want to pretend that you belong, it's just not, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you sit, it's going to be very different. So I think next time if you walk into a room or when you're yes. hosting, you just need to convince yourself they all love you yes. and you deserve Even if they don't, there. I don't fucking care. Yeah. They love me. They love you. Just go in and the way you communicate and talk to them or embrace them is going to be very different. Yeah. So the, this mindset shift. I, I know. I need to do that too. Uh, Even with the Dior event, yeah. I need to do that. Um, I know it's tough, but I think you just have to constantly yeah, remind yourself. Yeah, 100%. Like, and, and this thing, I, I um, instead of thinking that you have to do it, mm-hmm. shift your mindset and, and say, I get to do it. Yeah. That alone changes the way you look at things too. Yeah. Right, same Even thing. though you feel like you're not good enough, but you are doing it already. Yeah, yeah. Might as well, you know, have a better mindset to it. But there's this other thing I do want to talk about. I think with imposter syndrome, like I said, it, it comes with lack of confidence. And I know as a woman that we talked about how we are being scrutinized from top to bottom, inside out, the way mm-hmm. we look, especially. I know you also went through um, an eating disorder episode. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. cannot talk about it if you're not comfortable. But if okay you are, I would love to know your story. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's Motion Lab MY. Um, long story. When I was 15, I did my first big uh, job as an actress. Uh, it was a Singapore job. That show propelled me to more of like an international actress at that time. That got a lot of spotlight. 
because it was one of the bigger shows. Is it the one with in, Jack Neal? The one with Jack Neal. It was one of the... Sorry, my stomach is grumbling. Oh, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> we'll okay. go eat after this, okay? Uh, yeah. but no. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Mine, mine also, actually. I'm trying to suppress it. <laughs> I, I don't know how to do that. It's okay, yeah. So, because of that, because my role was a very pivotal role in the movie, mm. I got a lot of spotlight. And obviously, people start commenting about how I look, how I am, how, what I wear, etc., etc. That was okay. But I was also representing the state for tennis at that time. So I was bigger. I was about 54 kg. I'm not very tall. I'm about 160 cm. 56, sorry, 54 kg is quite a lot for 160 cm girl. Um, I was not fat. I won't call myself fat. Solid lah. Like I was just solid, yeah. bigger. Yeah. And then everyone around me starts saying, hey, you know, Koi, uh, if you want to be an actress, you need to lose weight. You need to be skinny. You need to... Uh, because obviously if you're on camera, you look a bit bigger. Yeah. You need to be able to fit into XS or S size <sighs> clothes. Uh, if not, you look very round. I still remember there was one director who said it jokingly. But it, I rem the fact that I remember it until now, it really... It left a mark. It left a mark. He said, Hey, Koi, in Cantonese, It was a joke. Yeah. But I was 16. So it wasn't very nice. And um, of course, we had access to internet at that time. Went online, found out that, oh, there is a way to lose weight by vomiting whatever you eat. So I binged. So what changed? I started not to care as much. I think I had a help, a, I had a friend who really helped me. So she knew that that was a problem. So she would sit next to me after every single meal and talk to me for three hours. Uh. After three hours, everything is done. Like, I don't even think... Everything has been digested, <laughs> gone already. So I won't be able to do anything. Yeah. And she did that with me for 21 days. And after that, I just... Maybe by the grace of God, I just didn't feel like I, I want to. I should do it anymore. And then I gained weight. And I didn't care as much. Because mm. I was 20-something. Yeah. I understood that it was okay. The bigger I get... Bigger tits I have. It's fine. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was at a point where my mindset kind of switched. So that was okay. Well, God bless your friend. I know, God right? bless your friend. Yeah, we're still friends. We're still Amazing. Friends. Because it takes a lot to, mm -hmm. to do that too for someone. Mm -hmm. right? I mean, wow. And I remember, like, people talk. And everyone is going to talk. But at that time, I, everything people said... It left a mark on me. And I think now with social media, everything, of course I got haters also online. Yeah. I just have to make sure they don't leave a mark on me. They talk about my eyebrows. They talk about my height. They talk about my weight. They talk about everything. You just can never be perfect. And now it just doesn't really matter to me. Yeah. And I love how you are also embracing yourself right now um, in the best way possible with your outfit reels, babe. Oh. I hey, that went viral. I, I know. I don't know how? how. I have no idea. I mean, I was doing my research and I remember you had how many followers? Huh? 
200 something? 200? Now yeah. it's close to 600. Do you know yeah, some people take even. a lifetime to reach that uh, number? Like that, that, that number right? I, I know. How? I'm very grateful. Very grateful. So I want, yeah, how does I, it feel? I think it's so amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm happy and excited I, for you. I, 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 honestly, if you ask me how that happened, I don't know. Is that one real, is it? A couple, it a couple. A couple that went viral. Uh, I think what I realized about social media, I, what we used to do last time was we used to churn out contents that we want people to see. Yeah. But if you switch it the other way around, you churn out contents that people want to see, there is a higher possibility that you gain a larger audience because you imagine yourself as a TV channel and if you are, they switch into an account that they want to see and they stay there, they're going to be your audience. They're going to follow you. Yeah. And I think I managed to tap into that somehow. So people started following. I think that's amazing because we, I mean, in our industry, that matters. Numbers matters as much as maybe to some of you cannot, okay. who cannot I relate. have to say, yeah. numbers matter. But, but even if, yes, of course, clients would say, hey, I'm going to hire you because you have X amount of followers and I'm going to gather X amount of views. But if you are a smaller influencer and you have a smaller community, but you know each and every one of them very well and they believe every single thing you say, that would actually just as be valuable as valuable yeah, as um, an influencer with X amount of followers. Uh, definitely. I mean, I agree that numbers is not everything. No, it's not. But it is still something. <laughs> so, girl, own it, man. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah, own it, own it, okay? You. You. Oh, but I have to say, yes, I do struggle. I, 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 I'm going back to the whole imposter syndrome no, thing. No, for sure. Don't worry about it. I haven't been doing it for the past couple, past couple of days. What do you mean? The past week. Um, yeah, do you do one for today? No, I didn't. Oh, yo, you look because really good. I thank you. <laughs> yes, good practice. <laughs> because I went to my closet. And I don't understand why people want to follow me for my outfit change. <laughs> I honestly was not the most fashionable person ever. Yeah. For a period of time, I was only wearing spots where I tied my hair up into a ponytail because I didn't know what to wear. Because mm. you can go through my college photos. Mm -hmm. It was the same shirt or same style for yeah. the entire year. Because I don't think I was the most fashionable person. It was during COVID when I had a lot of clothes that I didn't wear. True story. I didn't wear and I wanted to donate it. And the 100% of the... the Receipts? Proceeds goes to charity. Mm -hmm. That was my goal. Yeah. And so I wore it so I can post it on my social media. <laughs> and then that got a lot of views. And I was like, okay, I'm going to continue doing it. So yeah. I just went on and on. I don't think I'm the most fashionable. Some of the outfits I would look back, I'm like, seriously someone's <laughs> gonna wear that but it worked yeah so it just happens i mean sometimes you do things that you don't think it will work but it works eventually i, I also that have is something for me yeah i think i also have to say though fashionable is so subjective because sometimes all these things that's on the runway i'm like how the heck is that fashionable <laughs> true let's, <laughs> let's be honest yeah a garbage bag as a dress like come on really the dress that is slanting to the side uh, yeah something. like what the I heck don't i don't want to mention brands but sometimes it does not make sense mm -hmm. and it's not practical uh, i think what i can say as a, from an audience point of view about your reels or your outfit is because it's so relatable like it's something people of, uh, will wear. Petite girls around. Yeah, and yeah. you represent them. 
Yeah, maybe. I, I, I don't think I can ever do that because like I'm I'm overly tall for everything. Like, um, no, if I had your body, <laughs> I would wear a leaf and go out. <laughs> <laughs> I wish but I had that. I, I'm, I was never confident in the way I am today mm-hmm. before. But anyway, my point is, I think the reason why people love your stuff, especially the one that went viral, the whole, the one with the, 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 the sling belt. bag. Yeah, I, I watched it like so many times because I'm like, yeah, can I stop watching this? Quite fun oh. to watch. Oh, she wore it like that. And the fact that say, I gained weight, but you make fun about it. And you're like, okay, you're accepting yeah. it. And yeah. I think that's something that people love. It's not so much about what you wear anymore at this point. It's your personality that people Probably. are loving. Yeah. Probably. People follow people for for because of their personality. Correct. For relatability nowadays. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have 600,000 followers, no, no, but, no. but but I cannot imagine the amount of pressure to like overnight. Of course, I do. Yeah. How I haven't it been doing it for the past couple of days because I don't, because so I feel pressure. like I'm not good enough. Really. I hope after today, you you know that's not true. Okay, I will go back and like look. Can at you redo this and... one? I think this is a good look. <laughs> so classy. Thank you. So super. Classy. No, because I'm taking this podcast so seriously. I'm look wearing at me, something. man. I look like a like a 25 like year old kid wear. trying to interview no, someone. Can I be very honest with you? The yeah. reason why I'm having long sleeve is because. I <laughs> what? Tell me what? You guys don't have to put this in the podcast, but uh, I have like a full body of tattoos, fake tattoos I bought from Shopee. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going it's in the podcast. Fifty cents, <laughs> and I was like, "Hey, let me do this, man." Hey, it's I have so it cool. No, I it's going it on here. a podcast, babe. You just might as well show. <laughs> hey, it's so cute. And then before I leave the house today, I was wearing something sleeveless. Yeah. And then my mom was like, "You look like something. No, wear something with something long sleeves." <laughs> yeah, so I say like, okay. I'm gonna wear some long. I mean, I mean, I don't have tattoos, but I, 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 I don't because I don't have. Yeah. I feel like I need How to. Be... It? Do you want to have a tattoo now? No, I. This is like I OD'd on it, so yeah. I a no, lot. Like, I think there's like fat one too. too much. Is this real? No, everything is not. Oh, everything. I was like, it seems when she got that too. A new kind of tattoo that yeah. last last time it was like a sticker looking yeah. thing. Right? This lasts for two weeks. Oh, that's good. That's quite yeah. fun. I mean, this is a suggestion for anyone who wants to get tattoos. If you want to get it at a certain spot, do something and use this like, semi-permanent, yeah. semi, semi-permanent tattoo. Yeah. Put it on your arm and ask yourself if, if that is something that you're going to have for the rest of your life. If that's something that you like, go for yeah. it. But I realize it's not something I'm going to Oh my like. God. I just had a friend who told me recently that the date that they tattooed, um, it's a couple's tattoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a wrong date, actually. <gasps> How can they it be put that? it in like a Roman letter? I don't want to mention names. I later they kill me. Okay. <laughs> it's my friend. Okay. She's like, it's our wedding anniversary in like Roman letters. So you know how Roman letters are XX11, yes. don't know what. So apparently it's wrong date. <gasps> they they missed out on a on an I or an X or something like that. Oh, it's hilarious. So yeah, I God. guess um if you want to do a tattoo, that's a great PSA. Yes. Sure. <laughs> Before it becomes permanent. Much going on. Yeah. Um we are coming to the end of this episode, I think. Oh, that's fast. Uh, hey, I told you you say that. How, how, do you, how are you feeling right now? Quick check-in. My armpits are sweating. Okay. For that's sure. why I air my armpits I out, still, guys. What do you think? Yeah, I know I should do it. I still don't feel like there is something that they can take away. But I hope it was a good session that they didn't waste one hour listening to it. I don't think so. I think I, I learned so much about you. I think um, 
there were so much that I'm like, oh wow, being an actress or actor's not easy. You want me to teach you how to cry? No, babe, really? How? Very easy. Okay, let's try. Since we're at the end of it, right? Yeah, I have you a few more closing questions, but let's go. Okay. So for an example, you... Um, don't, don't, don't close your eyes. Open your eyes. Okay. <laughs> look at this. Okay, look at my chest or look at this okay. part. Okay, just okay. look up. Look at my nose. Okay. And don't blink. One minute. Whoa, can someone no, start you just the blink. timer? Did I blink? Yeah, don't blink. Ah, I just you blinked. Blink. We blinked. Okay, don't blink. <laughs> One minute. This is not easy. Okay, someone and is timing it. At the same time, you're thinking She's about something. She's already crying, guys. So when you, so I'm, so I have the tears on that is triggering uh, very sad memories, and I do this. Can someone just zoom into Koye right now? Just like crying. So you just, bro, yeah. that's not even five seconds. I'm not crying yet. I'm still blinking. I'm not like sad, but you are. But tearing. this is technical tearing. Whoa! So and then when it's there. So you squeeze it out by using your muscles in the front of your eyes and then you just lean down and then you think about something sad. Like, oh my god, my dog died. There you go. Oh, girl, so that this, was not even... Oh my god. Yeah, I'm, so, I'm so with this, god. you can run your lines and by the end of it... She's tearing. Yeah, it's technique. It's just technique. I'm not sad. It's a talent. It's a talent. No, really, really. It's a skill. It's a, ta- it's a talent. It's a muscle memory that... I'm, I'm like, keep blinking. I couldn't do it. Yeah. You can you do it. Tissue? <laughs> yes, can we have some tissue? So, but do you feel sad though? Like, no, is there no. any emotion attached? Not really though. It's just that when... Thank you. It's just that when... Yeah, I'm just maybe... I'm gifted with a lot of tears to start with. Maybe. <laughs> That's um, why you're born to do this. sad, sad. I'm not sad. But when I said, oh, I think about my dog dying. It's just like, when you think about uh, Daisy yeah. passing, you be like, oh, I'm sad. But it takes so long to like, sometimes I have to squeeze. You just uh, vis- uh, yeah. Don't squeeze it. Don't uh, think about your tears. This is a tip for girls if you want to cry. <laughs> if you want, if you just lost an argument with your boyfriend <laughs> and then you want to go, I you, baby, yeah, here we go. <laughs> Wow. I, I mean, to those of you who are listening on Spotify, well, hop on over to YouTube for a bit and to, to catch that part. I'm mind blown, girl. That, that, that was something. I never knew that's... It's, a lot of people can do it. I'm sure, but I do have a lot of actor friends. So okay. yeah. You can learn and then you'll be Maggie Wang, the actress and host. Um, do I want to cry on stage? Maybe I can actually, right? I'm, I'll make it a thing. You guys want to watch me cry on, uh, on cue? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway... Um, we're down to our last three questions. If okay. you listen to the podcast, you know that I asked um, our audience this by yes. the end of every episode. Yes. It's like Stephen Butler. He oh, does really? that too. Really? He does like, uh, he makes some, he makes um, the audience, uh, no, he makes the, the, what's it called? What am I? Guest. Uh, guest. <laughs> what are you? You are Koei. <laughs> guest. He makes the guest ask a question. For the next guest. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. I, I don't... But I know do, you have a question. Yeah, yeah I have a question. Ahead. I think um, the first one is, what are you currently head over heels for? <sighs> wow. I really didn't prepare for this. Let's not, you're not meant to prepare for it. I love the on-the-spot uh, answers. You should listen to some of our guests' answers. <laughs> what am I head over heels for? Honestly, my age. Oh, oh my God. Okay. I forgot Why? about this question. Can I rewind a bit first? Sure, sure. How does it feel being 30? 31. Now my 30. Let's just... 
in my 30s. Don't review our age, lah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's okay, it's okay. Google. But I love that we should embrace it, actually. Yes. We shouldn't be ashamed. Yes. Something I'm learning. Um, I am way more comfortable with how I present myself. Mm. I know that things that I say has weight. I love what you said. In mm-hmm. love with your edge. Because mm-hmm. I forgot to ask this. So I'm going to rewind just for a little bit, just for this. Okay. How does it feel like being in your 30s? Um, I think, I think I'm way more comfortable with how I am now. I think only recently when I embraced that, hey, I am short, but I'm cute. I am sexy. It's fine. I always wanted to be tall. I think only when I hit my 30s that I realized that it's nothing that I can change about and it's so cute and it's fine. Yeah. Um... I feel like things that I say carry weight because of the experiences that I had when I was in my teens and in my 20s. Um, I feel like I'm way wiser. I can... I can say things to my parents and they feel like, hmm, I am correct and they listen to me. And I believe even when I'm 40 and when I'm 50... I get even more, I will be even more confident. I feel like at my 40s, I'll be even more beautiful. And I don't know why. I don't feel old. And I, I, when my mom, every time I go out, my mom is like, don't tell people your age. <gasps> I'm okay. 31 yeah. is so sexy. I think so too. Younger boys want to date 31-year-old girls. Really? Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We'll verify that after this episode. If you're <laughs> younger than 31, would you want to date 31-year-olds? 31-year-olds are wiser. But at the same time, you're still as adventurous as 20-year-olds. Yeah. I think it also makes a difference that we're not married with kids yet. Maybe. Nowadays, women with kids, they still have a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Have you seen Valeria Lipovetsky on the one that social you- media? No. She is a woman. She's, I think, 30 with three kids. Amazing. So sexy. Her three kids are also sexy. She looks like her kid's sister. And they are having a lot of fun moving around the world. And I think last time they would say, oh, when you're 30, you are not supposed to do certain things. You're not supposed to wear uh, in a certain way. You're not supposed to wear a bikini. But nowadays women don't care. I mean, look at Vera Wang, 70 plus something. Oh, yeah. She just looks like... So young and yeah. like fabulous. And I think the whole idea is really because people have this fixed perception about how aging should look like. Mm-hmm. When it, when you're aging, you should be looking like this. Mm-hmm. And we're not. People it's are so like, unfair Why? when Brad Pitt is old and you'll be like, oh, he's so hot. The older he gets, the hotter he is. But I think now our society is moving towards a direction where when women are old, they are still equally as hot. Just kind of like what Michelle Yeoh have said. Exactly. You are not past your prime yet. Yeah, no. No. We are just going to continue to achieve a next prime one after mm-hmm. another, right? Oh, I love that. And to those of you who are turning 30 soon or like you're still struggling to embrace yourself being in your 30s, I mean, it is a process. I think mm-hmm. we didn't get here overnight. Oh, no, for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. right? Um, yeah, okay. My next question is actually, what's the best or worst advice you've ever received? You could go with both or either one. Best advice mm-hmm. from my parents. Yes. I keep talking about my parents today, I realized. Um, 
don't expect someone to be nice as you. No, sorry. Don't expect someone to be nice to you. But don't do bad to others. Yeah. So you cannot expect everyone to be nice to you as how you are to them. You can be nice to them, but they don't necessarily have the have the responsibility to be good to you. Mm. But because they don't do that, you don't need to be nasty to them. Yeah, but don't expect. So when you don't expect, you don't disappoint yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but don't be nasty to them. Yeah. Just don't expect them to be nice to you. Yeah. They're not your family. They don't owe you anything. I think that was one of the best advice I've gotten from my parents. So when I go out, I meet people, I don't feel like they owe me anything. Guard your heart, be kind. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love how you summarize the whole oh. thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Yeah. Right, okay. Any any bad advice you want to share? Bad advice? Yeah. You can also share, like in your in, in your years in your industry, someone has told you anything that you feel like now you can say, what the heck is that? Oh my God, I have one. <laughs> sure, go on. <laughs> Someone asked me to trim my eyebrows and make it super thin because it was the trend last time and I did not do it. And I'm so glad I didn't do it. Girl, it's I a have trend. Amazing eyebrows. Yeah, now. people want your brows. I know. Trends, they change yes. all the time. Every 10 years, it goes back to something that was um, infamous 10 yeah, years yeah. before. Um, yeah, if you feel like you're pretty, no matter the way you are, just it, the trend is going to come. Just wait for it. Bro, I tell you, there was one time when I was 19 years old, there was a trend where brows were thin as fuck. Yes, I was 19 and someone told yes. me that. Bro, I didn't, I didn't want a thin brow, but she assumed because I have thick ass caterpillar brows. Uh-huh. Have you seen me during MCO? People were begging me to trim my brows because it was so... Okay. Like my audience like, wow, Maggie, I think it's really time to trim your brows because yeah. my brows can really... It can grow to the middle, grow. right? Yeah, yeah, almost like a mono... 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 Li- no, no, mono brow. Mono brow. Unibrow. Unibrow, sorry. <laughs> I can. I have the capacity. I, my, my brow got potential one. But my point is, I went there she thread my bra until like one line like that, you know? Yeah. Wow, I cried. Yeah. Like, it was so bad. I look so ugly. Like, we look like so old. big. Oh, then my, my line like, oh God. I'll have to dig up the photo. It's hilarious. But yeah, I love your brows. Thank you. I, I really. really like my brows. I yeah. never touched it's it. It's like Cara Delevingne. Right? Oh, yeah. The brows are like, ooh. Yeah, because of her, the whole like yeah. natural thick brows came yes. back and then now everyone has very thick brows exactly. and they embrace it by gelling their brows up yeah. now. They call it laminating the brows. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the trend will go down yeah. and then one day thin brows is going to be fam- be be the in thing again. Yeah. But we'll just have to embrace the way we are. Yeah. Okay. Last question. Um, it used to be something different, but right now... Okay, I'm going to stick to it. I don't want to change yet. Mm-hmm. Three words or sentences to describe your life right now. Three words to describe... Wow, my leg chowkan. <laughs> Three words to describe my life right now. Exploring. Mm-hmm. Learning. Yeah. Grateful. Love it. Amen. Amen. Whoa, did you hear that? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, before we wrap up, is there anything you want to share? I know you did your own research. Uh, you might have things that you want to talk about, but I may not have asked you. 
So is there anything that I missed out that you feel like, today I want to talk to Maggie about this, so I want to share with Maggie about Okay. We talk about a lot of sad things today, like imposter syndrome, yeah. eating disorder, et cetera, et cetera. But I, I do believe in this thing called uh, psychological evolution. Mm-hmm. If it is still here today, whether physically or psychologically, because it's useful, it's useful to be a check and balance in your life. You can say, oh, imposter syndrome is very crippling. Yes, it is. But for someone who goes on stage and think they are, they are the best, they think they would be able to be a prime minister even if they don't study hard, imposter syndrome will come in and say, hey, you know, you are not that great. And it's good. It humbles you. It humbles you. You just don't let it cripple you. So that, I think, sometimes when I step out of it and I look at it, I go like, okay, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. Like how it's a good thing to have nerves before a show, a show yeah. before, even before acting for a scene. I get nerves, but when I get into it, I don't feel anything anymore. Just before, because you know how important it is for you. So the fact that, um, I don't know about ED. I couldn't think about anything yet. Yeah. But the fact that imposter syndrome is still there, I think, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. I think with every bad, there's always the good. Mm-hmm. Um, I think life is about balance, right? Mm-hmm. So same thing. With every bad experiences, you always learn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just how, what you take, what lesson you take out of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You learn and mm-hmm. you learn. I like that. Um, I mean, there's this, before I, we close, mm-hmm. there's this, um, you know how Instagram nowadays, like they have like very ethereal music with all the quotes and stuff. Yes. Huh? Like very king. Mm-hmm. And it's all obviously on my algorithm. Y'all know my brand already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's this one that I felt like I have to share. And it mm-hmm. says, remember that most of your stress comes from the way you respond to situation, not necessarily the way life really is. So adjust your attitude, change your perspective, Look for the good in all situations. Take lesson from the bad ones. Find new opportunities. Grow and just let the extra stress and worrying, overthinking go. Because mm-hmm. it's so true. Life is so short, like you said. Yeah, life is so short. So short, babe. We're already in our first act. We're done with our first act. The first. I act- mean, yeah. I mean, if you are lucky, you have three acts. Yeah. If you're unlucky, you have two acts. Exactly. We're if done with really our first unlucky, act. Unlucky, you just have one act. Sadly. So. <laughs> You are right. Sometimes we overthink. So much. Yeah, we do. And then social media is like a sound box. Really? Whatever that you think about, whatever they are going to show you. Mm-hmm. So sometimes just step back and say, hey, you know what? I'm so grateful I'm here today. And it's okay. It's okay to fail. We focus too much on the things that we don't have, the lack of. But mm-hmm. just look at things that you currently have. It's in your hands and mm-hmm. in your life. Right like now. what you said just now, what you get, what you what are you going to get out of this situation rather than what you cannot provide? Yeah, I love that. And I guess with that, Koyi, thank you so much. Thank you, Maggie. Um, this feels like a three minutes talk. Told you. <laughs> she was so nervous about coming on the I show. Was. I told her this, babe, I, by the end of this episode, you're going to tell me, oh, that was, that, that's it. Because it, it feels, feels like sure. you are pulling... 
pulling all my insides out of me and then reading, going through it. And oh, this is. But crazy. do you feel okay? Like, yeah, do you I'm fine. feel like you've been interrogated, or do you feel like I want? I know. feel like it was a sharing session. Oh, yeah. It was good. Okay, okay. Thank cute. you. And and of course, felt like a therapy session oh, for me. I feel like. That, that is for me too. I learned so much from your experience and the same with all my guests. I feel like I got to learn so much um, from all of my guests thus far. I mean, we're almost approaching our 50th episode. Like I 50 know, people, so 50 crazy. hours spent talking to someone. And I think I've grown along with it. And I'm so grateful that you're one of them. Thank you, Thank Kui. you. Thank you, okay. Maggie. And with that, I would always say, don't forget to fall head over heels for yourself first and always. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. I know what it feels like going to the gym and feel completely clueless and intimidated. I was once there. That's why I started Motion Lab. We're a fitness studio that focuses on small group classes and personal training. Our goal is simple, to help you move better so you can live better. Start your first class for only 49 ringgit today. For more info, go to www.motionlab.live or check us out on IG at MotionLabMY. It's MotionLabMY.